0: But if it provides context, that's great. But if you can't move the set in time and it takes you eight extra measures during a blackout to move the set, why do you have that set piece? Like, to me, that's not worth it.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between.
0: This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Teacher's Lounge production of Here Lies Love Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us.
1: In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms.
0: That's right. You can, and you should, leave That's us right. a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: Yeah, apparently it helps us, so keep sharing those gruff us. Episodes. Yes. <laughs> to find out more about the Theater Nerd cult that we're all a part of, check us out at TheaterNerdPod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast.
0: In today's episode, we're discussing Broadway set design.
1: Hi, Hi, what's up? Happy Monday, not as recording this, but happy Monday. Oh
0: my gosh, Um, there's been so much news, Taylor.
1: I know, we have so much. in
0: life in general, we've been busy, you've been busy, for real. I've
1: been very busy, I'm in a hotel right now, I won't reveal my location, but I, um, news on this later at the end of the episode, and if not, well, this will be cut. Um, but (laughs) I'm currently, um... propping my microphone up i'm gonna peer down the camera screen for this is a big reveal for rachel is really what i'm saying i'm holding my microphone up on a honey nut cheerios box (laughs) look
0: at that there's the nutritional facts there they are okay that's all i wanted to do that's amazing um ask us if we have a patreon yet
1: (laughs) that's right we're we're (laughs) one day we're we're making our own broadway set design (laughs) Here
0: oh Pinterest. yeah, the set design is real. I have yes. cats in my set design. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. It's good. Um, yeah, lots to discuss today. Which of course we need to start with our appetizer, before our main course. What is this week? Let's let's go with like um like potato skins. Do you like those?
0: Oh, Let's do that. Wow, that's such I a I don't know that we could not have gone with like nachos or.
1: Okay, nachos. I'm good with nachos. Okay, so great. I don't know why this. I, I'm deciding we have to pick an appetizer, but I kind of want Love it to be a thing now. Every week we just choose an appetizer for our What's the Buzz segment.
0: What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the Tell me what's
1: what's Tell me what's so we dance along to the music that's not here <laughs> and of course our current broadway theater news segment here lots going on we're gonna try and speed round so through much as much as we can on. i know all exciting but um first we're gonna talk about these <laughs> broadway <laughs> sorry it's Maybe. just in my brain wait why like, not Oh, we're going to talk about these Broadway closings. That's that's the big news first. But, of course, this past week, Funny Girl, the revival that, I guess, ultimately was successful.
0: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I would say because, launching a national tour yeah, is pretty successful. Yeah,
1: true. Uh, and Once Upon a One More Time, which, say that, like, ten times fast while you're it's drunk. very hard. This. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I know. So they both closed this past Sunday, and there's a video which we'll link in our show notes. Leah Michelle surprises final funny girl audience with My Man Encore, which I guess is she singing that to her husband or to Jonathan Crock. <laughs> and that's uh, the episode. episode
0: <laughs> that's and it. that's it. Bye and bye.
1: That's it. Yep.
0: Thank you. Oh, uh, thanks for doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, last week episode. We're just going to put that here right now. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, But they, you know, obviously, Funny Girl had to close it. So, I mean, I guess it didn't. I think Funny Girl theoretically could have ran for like five more years and been with Lea and Michelle. And like, I think it, that
0: uh, Leah said, Hey, I'm not going to stay on much longer because no. she has a new project, which we still right. don't know, but my bets are still on Cabaret.
1: Revival of Glee? <laughs> no, just kidding. Reboot.
0: <laughs> it, she <laughs> says, is- and I quote, Something new and different, something like I've never done.
1: Right. Maybe she's playing Belle, something there that wasn't there before. I don't know. <laughs> t- Disney's yes. talking about bringing Beauty and the Beast back to Broadway. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is the our first news, Rachel. What do we have next?
0: Next, we found out last week we talked about licensing, and this week we're going to talk about mm. licensing, which is cool. Um, But the Broadway licensing group that acquires Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for amateur licensing and school production rights. This is, um, I don't know if it's officially out now or if that can happen now, but that's really exciting. And I wonder, part of me wonders if this was the long game that they were playing related to changing what was four acts, a.k.a. two actual shows, part one and part two, into a two-act one show mm. um, was it designed so that they thought maybe high schools or other amateur places will put this on. Now I want to well, say, I would as...
1: love for a local theater elementary school to do a uh, two part one and part two. That's all I'm saying. It's like big Beth.
0: I know. Mm. Um, but I think one thing I will say as someone who has seen the four part or the four act version, the two part right. version twice, once in London and once on Broadway. I don't know how you're going to do any of these technical things. That's what I was thinking. A yeah. large budget. Yeah. And this maybe real actually relates to the real content of our show today about sets and props and lighting mm. and all of that that goes into right. set design. Um but I just want to say that there is a lot of tech in this show and I don't know how you yeah. produce that kind of magic on an elementary school budget.
1: Q Expelliarmus. Q Expelliarmus. <laughs>
0: and so go good. Baltimore. <laughs> I was I like <laughs> Patronus. The Patronus <laughs> is in. The Patronus okay. is in.
1: And Visibility Cloak. Go.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But it's exciting nonetheless. It's exciting.
1: True, true. That is interesting to think about why because you have not seen the just one play version. And I would love right. to know your thoughts. How having different. seen two ha- having seen it twice because how different it because like what are they cut it? Like, I wonder what they cut. I wonder how, I mean, it's obviously still running, so it's still doing well, but.
0: Well, they, you know, they redid that entire theater to allow this to happen. I mean, I remember reading when it first came out, when they cut it, part of it was because people have ADHD now, you know, everyone's now uh, self-diagnosed with ADHD um, after the pandemic, which relatable, um, I think it's more like PTSD, Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. comes out as ADHD. But I think, you know, I understand that people don't really go to the theater to see four to six hours of theater anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the show lends itself to cutting some things, but I think what was so exciting about it was that you were not missing any pieces of the puzzle. Um Right. when it was four acts but anyway I, I i'll be curious to see it i'm sure one day i'll go up there and i'll see it again or maybe i'll see it at my local repertory theater when it <laughs> comes next season
1: or maybe you'll be in it ooh. oh
0: oh wow.
1: or maybe you'll be cueing that fog that's what i
0: think that's more more yeah. likely the case yeah cue fog <laughs> i'd be Q-fog. so good at that i just want to let so everyone good. know anyone yeah. looking for someone to run a mm-hmm. fog machine
1: you know how there's like a bullet no in writer. Hamilton. There should be like (gasps) an Expelliarmus, Patronus person in Harry Potter, and that's Rachel.
0: (laughs) I am crying. This is amazing. That's
1: all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, set to um Perfect.
1: Next, we have in uh, premiering in Broadway in Chicago, which this is very exciting. I love. I love when when um when out of town, you know has some broadway people coming in um yeah but this is megan hilty and jennifer samard who of course we all know megan hilty from smash jennifer samard was in she was tony nominated in company yes that's what she was tony nominated for yeah in the revival of company and death becomes her this will be um premiering april 20 or excuse me april 30th 2024 in Chicago and this is based on the 1992, it says here, American satirical black comedy fantasy film so that's fun, Um, directed by Robert Zemeckis, so two Robert Zemeckis um, uh, movies might be on Broadway next year (laughs) Uh, back to the future and death becomes her. But this star, the movie stars Meryl Street, Bruce Willis, um, and uh, Goldie Hawn. So I'm guessing Megan Hilty's playing the Goldie Hawn part and Mail Street, Jennifer Samard's playing the Meryl Street part. I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie?
0: No, I have I not. I have
1: not either. Yeah. Um,
0: so I'll be intrigued because you know I, I love Mal- yeah. Megan Hilty. so
1: We do love Megan Hilty. So we'll see if, if this does, if it does well um then maybe we will gonna transfer to broadway so we'll see mm-hmm. we will yeah. see tell them this big news rachel this was he this was really big news
0: uh-oh i was gonna say- share i'm gonna share two things that i think are big news and taylor's okay. gonna yeah. decide that one of them yeah. is bigger than the other yeah. which i already know so kristen chenoweth <laughs> and josh bryant <laughs> <laughs> they got married over Labor Day weekend. I yeah, that, you're right. That is big, big news. But that's not the
1: one year. I was thinking.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, I figured it wasn't. But I just needed to name it because right. I think um you know I didn't want to not, not here... skip
1: over this. I was gonna get to this eventually.
0: yes I, just I, put that out I, I don't I'm not here to talk about other people's relationships. I will say the first time well, we talk I saw about, them together... we talk about
1: people's relationships all the time, Rachel. What are you talking about?
0: I'm trying to be a nice human right now. <laughs> I, I just want to say the first time I saw them together, I thought, how old is he? So, yeah. but anyway, they seem like they're in love. They're not mm-hmm. just a COVID couple. So here they are, and True. very excited that they got married. And I love Kristen Chenoweth. So it's I'm mm-hmm. sure it was fabulous. Can't wait to see photos. All we have is a little them you know a little statement from mm-hmm. or from broadway world okay the news i think that taylor means for me to mention
1: well if you follow this channel with, i want to say there's a people magazine oh, did she post? photo on her um on her instagram and her dress is really cute and very her and oh, it has a big bow on the back Oh,
0: it has a big bow yeah oh, a booty bow Link yeah. in the show notes. Wait, yeah. they do look in love, but I just want to like look at this photo. He looks so young. I know. I mean, I good mean, for everyone. there's always she's a catch. Like,
1: yeah, she is a catch, and she's got to be like singing to him every night. That's all. I'm I say. mean,
0: I would marry her immediately. Yeah. So I feel that. Yeah. Okay. So the, real the news. big
1: news that I was talking
0: about. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> do you want to say? It? You can say. It. No, you go. Go. Okay um you know we've just gotten a lot of moulin rouge casting and a lot of a lot of it you know (laughs) what this means
1: is in my head is that they're trying to save the show (laughs) they're trying to get people to come and see it yes
0: i agree i but i but i want to say that why i feel we cannot fully conclude that is because of the actor strike
1: true yeah
0: i think people are looking for work
1: i think chicago is the other
0: yeah, but Chicago, like that's Chicago just always, how it's been. It's just right. always been. That's it. what I
1: mean, is that maybe this yeah. is just going to oh. be Moulin Rouge.
0: Maybe. Right. Well, I want to say that I saw this and I immediately w- said, oh my gosh. And then I have to share what the, what the comment, my favorite comment is. But Titus Burgess is going to return to Broadway as Harold Zidler <laughs> in Moulin Rouge.
1: So crazy.
0: Which is, first of all. Insane number one, get me on a plane. I want to be there right now. (laughs) The second thing is, I wish that he could be Tony nominated. This is when I come in and Mm -hmm. I'm like, replacements should be able to be Tony nominated. There should be a secondary category for replacements or celebrities or something. We talked
1: about this because that's how Liam Michelle would have gotten her Tony. I know. I'm
0: just saying, I think that it's cool. I think it's a cool Mm -hmm. idea. And then it also takes them out of you know, other the other things. I want to share. The my favorite caption or my favorite comment on Instagram is I want Titus as teen
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, blame me now. Can you mm-hmm. imagine Titus as yeah? Honestly, but Titus as Satine and then it.
1: and then Aaron Teveit as what's his name? Why can't yeah, I remember? exactly?
0: Yes, I yeah. don't know his name, I can't remember either. whoever A- Eddie, I don't know. <laughs> it's not Eddie.
1: No, I, it's not Eddie. I was just listening to uh, a dogfight earlier. That's why um uh,
0: Kristen,
1: Christian Christian
0: Christian. Yeah. I should know that yeah. Christian.
1: yeah Well okay. this is very well, exciting. I think he's I'm starting so excited. Uh, October tenth is when he starts it's soon.
0: Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, so I it will time will tell whether Taylor's prediction is correct, and it this is maybe maybe this is the end of the show's running and they're just trying yeah. to get all the money they can at the end, because we yeah. know speaking of later that these sets are expensive.
1: Well, I do true, but I do know Mulan. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big hit, and I think maybe they, maybe you're right. in the fact that like, maybe just people are Hollywood people are trying to for Hollywood people from Broadway and Hollywood people are just trying to get some work. So,
0: I mean, that leads me into another, another thing on here. Do you want to share it?
1: I want to next just briefly talk about these rehearsal photos of the final Stephen Sondheim musical. Here we are, which is being um, music and lyrics by Sondheim book by David Ives being directed by Joe Mantello. It has a limited engagement starting on September 28th. And I'm just really, I mean, this cast is insane. It has like Michaela diamond and rachel bay jones and david hyde pierce and bobby cannavale i mean like the cast is crazy um amber gray is in this Jin Ha, stephen pascal it's just it's wild so so i'm very very excited for this i don't know if it'll go have a broadway run um yeah but I think it's exciting nonetheless. We don't really know much about it, but I think the cast and the creative team and obviously it being Sondheim's last show that he wrote um, kind of makes it all like, well, people are going to go see it. It's going to be like highly regarded as something interesting nonetheless, I think so.
0: And I think we'll get a, if If we they decide it probably isn't going to transfer to Broadway, I think two things will happen. I think we'll definitely get a cast recording. Right. And I think that we might get a pro shot of this eventually. Mm, like I think they'll film it yeah. because it's because it's so special because it right. if it doesn't if it doesn't transfer to Broadway, it might eventually like merrily, we roll along right. And it might be right. something that we want to have that initial run look like, you know, and look back yeah. on.
1: And these photos from the rehearsal, it's looking very company-esque, which I'm excited about, because I think company is one of his better shows. I mean, he's had, obviously, a lot of his shows are amazing, but it's looking kind of like that. definitely
0: has a big cast.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, Rachel, what else do we got? Some more casting stuff.
0: So earlier I was mentioning that I think some people from Hollywood might be hurting to have some mm. some time on the stage and that leads me to uh, Mother's Play which is coming to second uh, stage theater on Broadway and um, they announced who will be leading in in that and that's Jessica how do you say her name Lang?
1: Jessica Lang yeah
0: and Jim Parsons and obviously our favorite Celia Keenan-Bolger.
1: Love her. Amazing. Love.
0: Speaking of other to- other
1: um, casting, casting announcements
0: news, we found out who the full tour of Company was going to be.
1: Mm, yes. Judy McLean joins the tour and a full cast announced. We also got a girl from the Northern Country cast announcement. And there was another cast. Oh, oh, um, The Great Gatsby finalized its casting yes for paper mill playhouse which i'm super excited because samantha polly from six is joining the cast
0: and jeremy jordan
1: well jeremy jordan we already knew but i'm just saying samantha polly who plays um katherine of aragon because that's all you want to do right that's all you yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah she's incredible i love her so much she's playing jordan baker the golf player oh
0: i'm so excited that'll be good
1: so excited for her also that Um,
0: will do we think that that will transfer time will tell
1: i hope so wow
0: i hope so. jeremy
1: getting another paper mole playhouse show to broadway so
0: incredible um
1: and then vincent jamal hooper or hopper joins the lion king as simba this month
0: it's exciting Um,
1: so very exciting for him um and then just and then, some quick things before we I wrap wanna... up here. Harmony, the musical, started rehearsals as well. The Barry Manilow uh, original music musical with Julie Benko and Sarah Bogus, Sierra Bogus, and um, Chip Zine. So that's exciting. And then before we share a final bit pearly, of the
0: And Pearly Victorious had their first preview last week.
1: Oh, right. Pearly Victorious. Yes, with a, an period. amazing
0: and stacked cast, whom you might know, Leslie Adam Jr.
1: Yes, I was so going to say, isn't Leslie Adam in this? Yeah,
0: and Ke- Kenny Le- Leon is in it, and there's other, other amazing people who you yeah. know, who you would know. So yeah, it's exciting.
1: Exciting, very exciting. For I love when people that are known for musicals come back and do plays. I feel like it's more yeah. common now than it has ever been. Yes, so. very exciting and then last but not least rachel tell them about this big news that we're Um, all very excited you want
0: me to tell them yes i was like Tay's gonna tell them okay let me pull it up so i don't say anything wrong but i i think taylor and i both saw this and we're like yay we didn't miss it the only time to see it
1: well i'm excited for this because i was i was i thought it was just gonna go straight to streaming but
0: yeah i guess it's not it's not. And <clears throat> we have another thing to add to our list on what we we're going to do in December. But yeah. Waitress, the musical, um, the film, the pro shot that was filmed um, is going to screen in movie theaters in in December, which is really yeah. exciting. And if you recall, we talked about them doing their showing in Times Square mm-hmm. two months ago right, or three months ago, right before the Tony Awards, right of the Tony weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: It was, like, right after the Tonys. It was, like, the Monday. Right
0: around. It was, yeah, Yeah. it was that weekend, I think. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is very exciting. It's going to be starting on December 7th, and it's going to be playing for five days only. It is a Fathom event, and if people don't know what that means, that means the tickets will be a little bit more um, expensive than your regular um, movie tickets. Um, But, yeah. We're bit, I'm I'm excited to see We love a pro shot here on Theater Nerds so.
0: We love a pro shot Exactly sure. I'm yeah. so excited And also I think it will be fun to be in theaters And see that Because yeah. as, if people don't know We just started off as a movie
1: True mm-hmm. That's true That's so fun I didn't even realize mm-hmm. that Which I've never yeah. seen the movie Oh really no, no I've heard it's really good It's fine <laughs> It's calling for music. It's just begging for it.
0: I mean, I do think that I would be inclined to watch the musical version more than once. And I have. And the movie I've seen once. And that was good enough for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to be confused yeah. with once. As many times Rachel oh, yes. said once.
0: Yeah. Right. Sorry. Not to be confused with the musical once. Which, right. And the movie once. Which I also Which love. is
1: also a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, my gosh. Well, that concludes our what's the buzz segment. Um, we yay! now are yay, so much stuff happening.
0: It's exciting so exciting
1: for cool, both like a
0: marathon. who
1: knows when this strike will end, You know, we'll be talking about it forever. But, um, you know, as soon as it as uh, as if, if the strike keeps going, we'll get more Broadway news. That's really what.
0: That, I agree. I think that that's true. Okay. Yeah, so, yes, course.
1: we're talking about onto the main course today, talking about Broadway sets, set design, all the things, which we, I do want to put this disclaimer right at the top is that we do realize this is a audio medium. <laughs> And that you can't see any pictures or any things that were, but you know, we, we encourage you to use your cellular devices. And
0: computer. when safe and appropriate,
1: Yes. not driving and um, look up these set designs <laughs> is really what also, we're saying. Yeah.
0: I would say. My second caveat is that we are not experts in set design mm. or in architectural design. We are
1: not carpenters. Um, yeah. And
0: we are just here as theater nerds, theater lovers, to talk yeah. about the importance of sets, a little mm. bit about our experience with set design in terms That's of right. like what we've seen and what we know. And um, we know that this could be nine bajillion episodes long. True. And we're yeah. just gonna do one for now and see where the where the wind takes us. Where, where will
1: where will the us. set design wind take us? That's what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> well only time will tell
1: (laughs) um well yeah set design I feel like it is a big it's a big topic because sets have a big um they it's a big deal and I feel like sets like you know people come they're like wow they they always talk about this like I remember even in our theater company people would be like well the acting and the singing and the dancing was great but wow those sets were amazing
0: (laughs) or they (laughs) could be like that set didn't ever come together.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That was terrible.
1: That door never shut quite right. Is what we're saying. The table so,
0: wasn't set correctly.
1: True. True. Spike. Mm-hmm. Spike team. Um, yeah. Spike mm-hmm. Yeah. But what is your how do uh, generally what do you feel about set design like what, do you feel it like it I mean it is important to storytelling but what do you feel as far as when you're going to see a show like what do you, what are your expectations about a set design does it vary each show what do you think
0: yeah, I think this is a good question, and it actually was something I was thinking about when we were talking about sets, mm-hmm. and I think there is a clearly a difference between sets and set design. The sets are the physical yeah. pieces, and set design is the design of the sets, um, and obviously set design or scenic design used to include all of the categories that now have been taken out of that, including lighting, and mm-hmm. I think props are part of scenic and set design,
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and even sometimes I would say direction falls into how you utilize your scene, your your sets. Um, if you don't have a good director who allows you to utilize the sets or acknowledge the sets that you're using, then what good is it? So I think there's some like right. overlap here and intertwineness. But in terms of sets, for me, um, as someone who cares about the technical things, I want wherever I'm going to be able to utilize the sets and not allow it to distract from me. Mm. Like I want it, yeah. I, I want it to be a part of the context. But if it's harder, but if it provides context, that's great. But if you can't move the set in time and it takes you eight extra measures during a blackout <laughs> to move the set, why do you have that set piece? Like it right. to me, that's not worth it. Or mm-hmm. if you have a set piece and an actor literally never acknowledges that this is where they are. Why do we have that? We can right. all just be pretending because the cool part about musicals is that you and plays and theater in general is that, you know, you're entering into some kind of pretend space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say my favorite kind of sets are ones or set design is something where it's very clear that there was vision for mm. how this was going to look. And then that was articulated to the director and the production design team. And then I know that it was tweaked during tech or during workshopping Mm -hmm. because there are these other choices that are being made that allow me to understand that there was conversation across what the set was going to be and look like and what the actors were going to end up doing and what the direction Mm -hmm. of the show was going to end up doing. So, um, and I would say the last thing before I ask you the same question uh, when I am not sure how I feel about the um, plot of a show, if I'm not sure that the plot of the show is going to carry me, mm-hmm. I do have an expectation that the sets wow me and the costumes wow me mm-hmm. and the hair and makeup yeah. wow me. So just yeah. throwing that out. That's valid. Yeah. 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 What yeah. about you? What, is you? what are your thoughts on sets? How do you, <laughs> what, what are my are your thoughts? Hmm.
1: Hmm. Well, I was. I- I was thinking while you were talking like we both you and I have seen a lot of theater and ranging from children's you know as good as you can low budget you know they're trying their best school whatever after school theater and then all the way up to regional and and touring and then to Broadway so we've seen a lot of different types of theater and we've seen a lot of different types of
0: experimental theater. Yes.
1: Of set design. I saw an experimental (laughs) production of into the woods in a black box. It was very interesting. Um, into the woods may come up later. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) and, um, yeah, so I think sets can provide like, I think lots of people can be impressed by set design because it's something yeah. very tactical and it's something very like you know that people spent hours and hours of labor on something that mm-hmm. looks can, that can end up looking amazing and i think mm-hmm. choreography and acting can do that and singing some but like people sometimes people can focus in on like oh wow that set was incredible because they they know they think in their minds while they're watching this live and front of them like wow that that must have someone must have spent a lot of time and money on this yeah which is true I remember Mm -hmm. in our theater company my dad used to volunteer and work the make the sets and i remember he in annie which rachel and i at some point we're going to talk about annie on this podcast <laughs> in depth
0: a classic musical we've literally <laughs> yes. barely talked about. i
1: know actually i was thinking the other day there's some musicals like classic ones we have not talked about like hardly at all um wow, but you know we'll be there. here
0: forever yeah
1: that's true yeah in your ears in your listening ears um but Annie I remember he built the Brooklyn Bridge like a set that like flew in and for the um Herbert Hoover song and then for like another song and it it literally my dad said it took them like the entire like 12 like we rehearsed for like 12 weeks or something it took them the entire 12 weeks and that that set was that it flew in for like Five minutes three of the minutes. entire show yeah, yeah. <laughs> three,
0: three minutes and 38 seconds
1: yeah. yeah yeah and there were other sets that were like there for like the whole time but um so I think about like I I often think about like all the work that goes into like when I see a set I'm like wow there was a lot of work I recently saw a local production of Les Mis and the sets mm. were okay like they were you know it wasn't amazing but the barricade you could tell like they spent a lot of work on this but there was a scene where like Javert came over the barricade and he was like climbing down and there was like an open dresser and he he stood on one of the dresser like where the drawers were supposed to be and the thing cracked like that like he stepped yeah. on it too hard yeah. and it cracked and the whole audience went. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, yeah. And he
1: was fine like it was fine but I also was sitting next to the mom of Gavroche. And, um, she kept whispering to me, like, I just hope, cause her daughter was playing Gabrash, which we love and she was amazing and her, she kept saying like, oh, I just hope she's okay on the barricade. <laughs> and it was so, yeah. and I was like, like during intermission, I was like, you know what happens in act two, right? Like you're prepared and she are good, like, yeah, right? I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for lightness. But
0: that's so funny. I mean, I yeah. think that just that point of, uh, as you're expressing it I think for me I do have this wow factor when it relates to regional Mm -hmm. or small productions or local productions of shows when I notice that their sets are amazing yeah and I I should do the same and I'm sure I do but like Broadway you're like clearly there's money here right Mm -hmm. there's talent someone hired this out and I think it's not that I'm not wowed by it but it's different when I know that the high schoolers had to also design and put together their sets and it looks great. Right. Um, yeah. And that's also why sometimes you're like, mm, did we test run this
1: yeah.
0: in the yeah. space that we were in? Is this
1: safe? Is yeah. there a... <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, also, I love like regional or high school productions of flying, which maybe we'll just do a whole episode on flying.
0: <laughs> we should.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. So fun. I do want to, because reference to a lot of high school regional productions and sometimes Broadway. I think I've maybe seen it like once or twice, but they do a lot of regional and high school productions and, you know, not um, professional productions do what's called platform sets, which I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know this term, Rachel, which of course you do because you're on this, you're a host on this show. But um, a platform set is, for those that don't know, is basically a set that does not move on the stage it stays there the entire time and often there is like a staircase in the middle (laughs) and then like uh like wrap like you can go up on the there's like a balcony level and then it kind of stays so then the actors can like go up on a level and like get some height and things like that and so um platform sets are very economical and i think that's why Mm -hmm. a lot of regional not professional productions do it but I remember even my because I think I've talked about on the show the university that I went to started a professional theater company and because they they had money but it wasn't like I mean they spent a lot of their money on like costumes and sets like that was the biggest thing yeah. but they did pay their actors they paid their actors and Hence it
0: being a professional show Correct.
1: right yep. and they would sometimes pay like choreographers to come in from New York and like things like that But I remember they would also do lots of platform sets. And like, I remember Peter Pan, they had this like big treehouse for like the Lost Boys and like things like that, um, which was really cool. And it's a very, it's a very cool way of like what I love about platform sets is it's a very cool way of showing that like you spent time on this like one big set piece and it looks really cool. And Mm -hmm. but it also can be used for different things and you can just add like a sign or a curtain or whatever to like make it something different so that you don't have to have a new set piece every time.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if this technically counts as a platform set, but I have seen the same kind of thing where, you know, there's the two levels and, Mm -hmm. but also it's on a rotation. And so you can turn part of it or all of it all the Mm -hmm. way around. And on the other side is one world and on the other, this side. So it never leaves the stage. Nothing is ever leaving the stage. It's the same piece, but on one, it's kind of like when this happens a lot in plays that I've seen that are Mm
1: non-professional
0: productions of plays um, where the one part of the scene when, or one part of the, the play when it takes place in France 1982 is on this side of the platform mm-hmm. and then when it takes place you know in Germany 1990 it's on the other side um yeah. and nothing is physically moved from the stage it just it moves itself it's on four wheels and it <laughs> it moves yeah. or one door moves and you can tell that you're in yeah. a different space
1: yeah or they rotate it like they have people rotate it yes
0: over. yeah and didn't isn't that what we did in beating the beast
1: Beating the, the beast it was like a plat forward. it was like the the castle was like the platform. Yeah
0: the and platform. then they
1: made like her house that was like a separate set piece because I remember okay. it being humongous.
0: Yeah, well so I remember big. something getting stuck on the curtain.
1: Yeah, I do remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was backstage True. learning how yes. to do the the curtains. For anyway. Sure. Yeah. Yes.
1: And often for those that don't know, Broadway and touring and things like this, they often have um some non-professional have rigs but they often have rig systems where they'll fly different set pieces in from this they'll put it in the i remember watching like backstage broadway video videos of like wicked or something like that and there's like so much stuff in the ceiling yes. like so much yes. stuff is just like sitting above them which is like kind of creepy like what if it falls like i don't know it's, it's like wild. crazy yeah, yeah. It's so wild so there's that but then also they often have um track system where sets will come in and out by themselves so people don't like on an automatic system so people don't have to push sets on and off also you're cutting down costs you don't have to pay as many people to like do backstage backstage work
0: and you can actually have a blackout that's less than 52 seconds and
1: and the transitions are a lot faster that's Yeah. yeah And I'm always to speak about Wicked again. Like I'm Wicked is one of those shows that man, the transitions are so fast. Like the 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 tech must have been insane to do that show. Like there's so much happening, especially like right at the beginning, there's like the monkeys and then the dragon and then the fog and then the people coming out and then glinda comes out and then like just the beginning alone. Lots of flies. Yeah, 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 Just the beginning alone, and then I often I also think about like Lion King. Like, there's a lot happening in the very beginning of Lion King, which a lot of it is people in animal costumes. But there's that the set of Pride Rock that comes out, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure sometimes doesn't. And it work, comes out so.
0: in the end too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one thing that I'm sure we'll talk about, and I don't really know what order we're going to talk about things, but what's fascinating uh, is. There's got to be a place for sets to go. So that's Mm -hmm. when we're thinking, if we were, if Taylor and I were given given the task of set designing for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mm, um, we would have to think through how big is the theater, right? That's actually one of the first things we have to think through. Is there also a space in the back, a loading dock in the back? that can hold anything while the show Mm -hmm. is going on. Because there are set pieces, especially with, I chose this one because there are set pieces in the first act that maybe aren't there in the second act. And then there are set pieces that are gonna be there for like two scenes, but are big, Mm -hmm. like the car. What the heck are we gonna do with the car? It can't just sit on the side in the wings during the whole show when it's used for two places, like two scenes Mm and one in the first act or two in the first act and then one or so in the end like it has to be you have to be able to put it somewhere it can't be in the yeah. wings where all the people are and where the child catcher's cart's going to be so right taylor and i would have to think <laughs> through where are the spaces that we can hold mm-hmm. our sets is there a space where especially if for you know we would be doing this for you know there where there might not be a lot of flies right. not a lot of places to hold things Rays. above and ceiling yes. mm-hmm. yeah so or or the ability to fly a car, um, right. Yeah. So we'll have we'd to have, have people to under all. the
1: car lifting the car and
0: <laughs> all in black. I mean, yeah. kind of like Alphabet. Yeah. yeah. No, so we'd have to think through all of those things. And then we would also have to think through what can be the pieces that stay on the stage, if any, the whole time
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we right. move forward, that are in the back, that we move, bring forward. Mm-hmm. And then are there ways that we can make the set pieces small enough so that? people can bring on small pieces of set and make it look like we are in the mm, factory yeah. without actually having to build mm-hmm. a whole set.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Lots of things going on. Rachel yeah. and Ash production will be starting next year. Come, <laughs> we're just we're starting, now in the beginning. Phases. We're just starting the car. That's <laughs> we're figuring out the hydraulics. Right now, Uh, Well that kind of transition Is a good transition to talk about I want to talk about these two I feel like there's two trends Happening in the past 10 to 15 years of set design And that's to me From what I've seen Is like the minimalist set Mm -hmm. The very trendy Like let's do a revival And Mm -hmm. yes Jessica Chastain Mm -hmm. um, In A Doll's House Part 2 Part 2 or just A Doll's House I'm sorry I don't know which it's one.
0: House. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're it's there right.
1: um and then I the minimalist set and then the projection projections.
0: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Say more about projections. Give me an example.
1: So projections to me, there's two that specifically come to mind because I've seen both of these shows. But um Anastasia is one that I really think about when I think about like a very modern show that could have had a lot of sets like practical like set design but they use a lot of projection work in that show yeah um, okay. and it's used very well I think a lot of it is very pretty but I think they also could have had sets um actual practical sets and then the other one is of course the Irvin Hansen, um, mm. which I think is a big inspiration for a lot of projecting work because they d- it was kind of on that cusp at the time in twenty. 13, 14, 15, that kind of, like, people were, like, not really sure how they were going to use projections, and I think they were being used, obviously, but I think this was a time where, like, all of Dear of Hansen's set, there's, like, a lot of, there's, like, a bed, there's, like, a table, there's, like, a couch, there's, like, things like that, but then most of it is projections, like, that's Mm -hmm. all it, all it is, and I think it works, in my opinion, I think, it works for the show and it works very well. And what I love about and if you haven't seen the show at the very end of the show, the whole show is very dark and very black and very like it's cold. It's kind of supposed to be that there's all these things happening on the screen. There's like social media playing on the, on the projection the entire time. But at the very end of the show, it kind of opens up and turns into this like very bright blue world and becomes very, like, earthy at the end, and I think that's a very interesting choice. Um, so, yeah, I think these two, because if you think about it, Evan is also minimalist as well, but it's, like, mm-hmm. very projection-heavy, but I think the minimalist set, especially with revivals, especially, I mean, even some very popular shows have kind of turned to mm-hmm. this very, like, minimalist, not as many sets. I think there's a reason, I think cost is a reason, but then also... Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's like kind of a trend right now. And I think people are like, well, we got to do the cool thing of like, let's not, let's show the storytelling and, you know, show the the music and the lyrics as like, let's just like that be the main center of the story rather than the sets.
0: Yeah. I think um, Taylor and I read a, an article that we'll link to here from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And There's two I read related- from the New York Times. Yes, There's two the I read one, from the New York Times one so that yeah. just came out like earlier in August yeah. specifically about the trends of minimalism post this uh theater season and into what's current the current theater season because they mentioned Gutenberg and and stuff and I think one of the things that they mentioned which you also had suggested is that there is this thought process and I saw it with the revival of 1776 right that in order for us to <clears throat> change or add to the context and create Mm -hmm. different meanings or spaces for the interpretation to be different. We are going to let go of the sets, but not the words. So we're going to allow the acting itself to change our perspective and remove the context in which we might've already formulated an idea about what this is going to be. And so I have two good examples. The 1776 revival is one of them there were they were what I think is funny is they were wearing the same kind of costumes
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the, there was like not as colonial many, yes
1: garb. Yes, yeah.
0: were, yes the revolutionary garb and there was not I don't know if that's many, the
1: right word but that's the word yeah. I thought of
0: there's not that I don't really know there aren't that many set pieces there are tables at some point you see a house and I mean it's but I wasn't there for the sets I were right and the right. they didn't change any of the words They didn't change Mm -hmm. the words, they just changed how we, the space in which we felt we could interpret what they were actually saying by their intonation, by the, by the Mm -hmm. actual stage direction, and I think removing some of their sets from that was helpful. And the other, which is not necessarily minimalist fully. I would say people, because it's not like Jessica Chastain in a doll's house where there's literally one chair or whatever else, and you can so see crazy. the back of the theater. You see the back of the theater. Anyway, um,
1: it was a hit.
0: I, I yeah, I think that another example is the Oklahoma revival. Mm, Clearly yeah. trying to start it off in this the the circle in the round. No, circle and square.
1: What it's in this. It's in the round. Circle in the square. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Circle in the square. It is yeah. round because it is. it's a circle. Yeah. It's really yes. an oval. I'm it even
1: though it's sense. called circle in the square. Is that have you ever thought about that?
0: Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, but. Um, so it started off there. And so the sets itself were a lot of prop sets, right? Like so there's mm-hmm. a chair and there are tables and there are streamers hanging, but not it's like a, a lot cookout, of cookout, right?
1: Isn't that Yeah, the because set? nothing
0: moves on and off because yeah. they're all yeah. there the whole time. And it's yeah, it's like a backyard yeah. barbecue or a country right. type barbecue. And that's the mm-hmm. same basic thing that they did during the Um, touring they did a little bit more from the rafters where there's a little bit more looking like it's a barn Mm -hmm. but it was nothing like the first time if I can recall seeing Oklahoma right where there was Judd's place and they brought it on and other things and they brought it on or they moved the sets and then they had the tumbleweed and they had all this stuff (laughs) and they had the the little trolley that they were actually on and none of that was there none of that actually happened And they instead used this weird experience, I loved it, people hated it, where they used a video camera and projected one of the actors singing live Mm. while it was happening in like a black and white kind of thing for one of the very emo sad songs that people forget has always been in Oklahoma. But anyway, it to me was a moment where the set is telling us that there's something else we should be getting from the show and it allows me to not have any triggers to think that this is not something happening outside of my current context right right like there's nothing there that makes me feel like that's outdated like this could actually be a space in the midwest that I've never been to and I don't live in Mm -hmm. but it could it could be that Mm -hmm. does that make sense and so I think that that's offering it's not set in
1: the 40s or whatever right I
0: mean technically it was right but you can't physically see the set like that and I think right. that that actually is a, even though there are sets, <laughs> physical sets, it is a minimalist idea um, for us to be able to do that. And I think yeah. I see that a bit more related to revivals mm-hmm. than I do for new musicals.
1: Right. Well, and, and speaking of minimalists, this is the time of the part of the show where I say my wife's. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Um. Taylor was like "Cat had uh, something to
0: share but yeah. I, um, I'm gonna wait till we're recording yeah, yeah so.
1: before we we're recording uh, so my wife and I were driving back to our hotel and I said oh Rachel and I are talking about sets like what do you think about them and she was like well I have a hot take and I was like okay and she was like my least favorite set I've ever seen I'm is sure. the revival of Into the Woods that, ju- huh? that we just saw the revival. She was like, "It Rude. was quote an abomination," is what she said. She my said jaw that. just <laughs> cracked. Oh I my know. gosh! <laughs> and, um, and I was, was like, "Wow, amazing. that I know." And then, of oh, course, uh, uh additionally, she said. However, on the flip side of like a minimalist set that she really loved was the revival of a color purple that we saw, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how there was like a bunch of chairs uh, as the backdrop and just some platforms very minimalist um and so yeah it's very interesting how because and i was she was like it really just made the into the woods revival she said it made it seem like they didn't put like any effort in and then i explained to her that like well it was a new york city center and then it got yes. transferred to broadway yes. and she was like right. well, why didn't they add more once i went to broadway and i was like i think they just wanted to keep the integrity of the of yeah. the show yeah. And things like that. So, those, that, that was my wife's hot takes. That's,
0: <laughs> that truly really is a hot take. And, you know, yeah. but that's a very good example of how, I mean, Taylor and I, I think we agree that we both loved that design, that direction mm-hmm. of the set of the orchestra being yeah. up there, that it lended itself to something new. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, it personally, I didn't feel like it needed sets. I mean, I loved the giant's feet. And yeah. I loved Milky White, and that's all I needed. And the costuming and the rest of itself. But, yeah, but I can even understand... the giant's feet
1: to me feels like costumes a little bit. It not or maybe a prop. It, it doesn't feel like, but a
0: prop that lends itself to the set design. That's a right. set design, I right. think. Right. Yeah. Moment, but and the mm-hmm. lighting, you know, all of that's mm-hmm. kind of related. But yeah, I think that this I love is the a good little fight.
1: houses, the little miniatures of the yeah, houses. Yeah, at that the come very down. beginning, so yeah. cute.
0: And during yeah. Act Two, or the beginning of yeah. Act Two.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so but I, I, even speaking with new musicals like even even something like Hamilton is yeah. pretty minimalist like there's yeah. not that much going on it's and it didn't I mean someday we'll talk about the Tonys like of that year but it didn't win set design it didn't win the Tony mm-hmm. for set design it got beat out by She Loves Me mm. um, which had a lot of which you can watch on Broadway HD right now with Zachary Levi and all his shazam glory shazam shazam but i think that's a testament like there's a lot of things that are great about hamilton but the set i mean i think the set is beautiful and i think it's it's used very well throughout the show and there's lots of like meanings to it that i think are like deeper meanings within the show but it's Mm. it is very minimalist for a new a brand new show
0: Yeah. This makes me think of two things. And the second one I'm going to say, because it's funny, but I'll say that second. So I think that this same situation that we're talking about related to minimalists and sets relates to how I feel about choreography and direction. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's not always enough given to the intentionality of someone deciding to not have choreography or to decide to have minimal direction in terms of there is an intentionality, even if the decision was to not use it. Does that make sense? And Mm -hmm. Broadway for a long time has been like more, more, add more, because that shows off your creativity. It shows off your ability. And I think we're in this in-between space, um, often with Within plays and musicals, I think personally, Mm, for sure, where or revivals and new musicals or revivals and new shows, but there's there there is intentionality when you're choosing not to add in a set piece, right? Like it Mm -hmm. was intentional. And does it show off your creativity in the same way that it would if you designed the How to Succeed in Business without really trying sets? Maybe not. Or the Moulin Rouge Rouge sets, maybe not. But (laughs) I also think. That it is something that we the should here value lies it. love sense. Yeah, it's still something we yeah. should value in a way that I think isn't given enough respect. That the the choice to not do it is a choice and is an intentional space. Hmm. My second thought on this is that there's a trend on TikTok right now. Have you seen this, Taylor? Have I seen it? No. This? Okay. About what if every musical had a turntable like Hamilton? Oh
1: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's
0: so funny and I have to link to some of them in the show because yeah. it's like what if the little mermaid had a turntable or with something those heelys
1: think? oh my gosh yeah that would be a nightmare <laughs> oh, so um funny. I will say I gotta I'm a sucker for a turntable I love a turntable I love in Hamilton when they're they're like going at different like one goes one way and the other goes the other yeah. way and yeah. it's so cool obviously i feel like one of the og turntables was les Miz, like les mis used yes it I was say, originally yes. and i think hamilton yeah. ripped it off from them and
0: absolutely Does so yeah. it work
1: well also like i mean you've seen the show so i haven't but shocked is pretty minimal- minimalist as well like
0: Yes, a, but also no. Like mm-hmm. if you're comparing it to Moulin Rouge, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if you're comparing it to a doll's house, it has a lot of set pieces. <laughs> and there, are, like yeah. when she goes to Florida, there are some set pieces that yeah. come in. When she goes back, there's corn that grows, like there's stocks mm-hmm. that die. I mean, the the backdrop yeah. stays the same the whole time. And in that right. way, maybe it's minimalist and it's a lot of wood um pieces but I personally don't think that it's actually minimalist I think that it fully represents the story right like I don't know what else you would have added besides like her b- getting on an actual airplane like right. what would you have done um <laughs> yeah. differently because the story is taking place in where this the set is mm. um and I think it really lends itself to that yeah. Um, yeah. But, Another
1: example would be like because my wife wanted me, she said, You better shout out this show, has a great set, even though it's minimal. And I was like, Okay. So, anyway, um, the Come From Away, she really loves the oh, come from Away yes. set. I love yes. that. Yeah. Very, yeah. very well used and well. Um, everything has a purpose, I feel like, in that set, which is yes. very awesome. It's not yeah. just there to be there, it's there for a purpose. Yeah.
0: One thing I think um is a challenge are that is that musicals h- normally have a lot more entrances and exits than plays. Right. Yeah. And so plays because of, by way of a, most of them being written to be one act and then the next act yeah or well and if simple. there
1: is a play exit i feel like they like always go through a door like they're just yes. going they're not going on the side of the stage that's
0: what i was gonna say i think that sets elaborate sets really do lend themselves to plays i mm. mean maybe the second article you read on new york on the new york times was about plaza suite and other exciting stuff yeah design. i read
1: that one yeah and we'll i will link, these the, in our the show link notes,
0: because the photos yeah. Especially on Plaza Suite, I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, that is detailed." And also, mm-hmm. it was the same room the whole time, right? So there are these mm-hmm. moments where, because they're the set, the okay, because the setting is the same the entire time, it's easier mm-hmm. to build an elaborate set. And yeah. another really good example of that is how to succeed in business without really trying.
1: Right. And the cottage that's on right now on Broadway has a very, like, just one set. It's just the, a, a cottage. Um, yes. LOL. So that's easy to do LOL. that. LOL. Well, I if mean, you don't have anything else, Rachel, let's talk about, oh, as we kind of mm-hmm. close up, our, I have... what some of our favorite sets that we've seen. Yeah, before. I was going
0: to say, I feel like we yeah. should name either our favorites or and or the most iconic set pieces.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. For sure. Okay, so you go first.
1: Well, in thinking about this, there's a, I mean, we've seen a lot of shows, so (laughs) there's that. Um, But I was thinking about, obviously, I mean, we talked about Hamilton. I really love that set. I think it's Mm -hmm. used very well, like I said. Um, Love the turntable. Um, I love, I'm trying to think, now my brain, like, isn't working. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, maybe name name oh, oh, an yeah. iconic set
1: piece. Well, I'm thinking about uh, we. I talked a lot about uh, Next to Normal set,
0: is yeah. amazing,
1: very different. And of course, we we've been talking about the London production, that's currently and how different um, how different it is from the original Broadway production. Um, so that's been interesting to see kind of the dichotomy, the contrast between the two. Um, and then Newsies I really love the Newsies set it's so incredible yes. very similar to the Next Normal in that it's platform-based um, but the newsy set is just it's very well constructed and very well used within the show because um, then it comes back and you also go to like the nightclub and then there's that there's that one scene of um, Jack like painting and then there's like
0: mm-hmm. the, yeah. the
1: backdrop of him painting and it's very cool. I love like the lines, the the um the line of clothes that hang when him and crutchy are talking in the beginning of the show. Um yeah, so those are some sets. Um there's there's lots of others that I thought, but for some reason my brain isn't working. So
0: Well, maybe when I say some things it'll prompt you.
1: True. True.
0: Okay. Let me say name some of my favorite sets. And then I really do want to end on naming some of the most iconic set pieces that one might Love know. It. I will probably go to my grave thinking that my favorite set design, scenic design, start to finish lighting design, sound design, start to finish.
1: I know what you're going to say.
0: Is maybe, really? Is this amazing play called The Curious uh, Instant of the Dog in the Nighttime. Ah,
1: uh, okay. I did not think you were going to say
0: that. I truly, truly think that I don't know, because I can't imagine what you would add or take Mm -hmm. away to make it any better. Props and set pieces come from, and small set pieces come from the bottom of the stage in pockets where the actors open them. They're seating Mm -hmm. around the back of the stage for the actors and there are cubbies to take out their next hat in order for them to be the next person that they are. So cool! It is incredible. It's incredible. And I want to say it's, it's, I can't say this word. Hold on. It's repeat. Re- it's repeatable, but that's not what I was gonna say.
1: Like rewatchable, like. Mm-mm.
0: Reproducible. No. This is not what. I, also, yeah. not the word I was going for. But um, you can, as a local production, I mean, at a different scale, still have all of those things and allow the play to be the same kind of intentionality with the set design. Um, which I love another set design that I absolutely slayed absolutely slayed is a musical that I love whom one of our near and dear friends aka friends in quote Ethan Slater was in and yes okay is this is what I thought
1: you were thought. gonna say yeah that's what I thought you were gonna say yeah
0: it was amazing mm. I want you to know everything's supposed to be taking place underwater there's a yeah. volcano underwater mm-hmm. There's the Krusty crab. there's Plankton's place. I can't, I forget what his yeah. place is called, the Chum Bucket. There is um, this scene where they're like what, like climbing up cor- coral. There is a scene that has nothing to do with anything related to SpongeBob, and it's basically the interact. And it is pirates on a pirate ship <laughs> and it's amazing. And outside of the set, like outside of the actual stage is the set design lives as well and it's where like, the orchestra it's a is, really cool set. That is there yeah. it's amazing it's yeah. amazing like and they really thought it through and also what's hard about that set is there is an expectation because it's something that's already existed in the real world mm-hmm. um another thing similar to that um that i really really loved is wicked i know we kind of talked about yes
1: this before. so good um yeah. the
0: monkeys the dragon the bubble defying gravity gravity the whole (laughs) shiz thing that comes in the beds that Mm -hmm. come out of it all of that not to mention oz so
1: much happening in that show though oh my gosh
0: and and not to mention when she's announcing to the people outside like there's just Mm -hmm. the yellow brick road like the little like thing
1: that madame Morable sits on like on the side you know what i'm talking about
0: yes there's just so much so much in that show one other thing Mm -hmm. i'll name and then I'll let you go again. I can't believe it took me however many minutes to get to this part of the this, this show where I say mm. puppets are set pieces, but they are also should be their own category in True. the Tony Awards. They should we'll be do a whole show Ryan. on puppets. Yeah. But King Kong, the Broadway flop, mm,
1: was yeah. so
0: good. And the yeah. set piece of King Kong himself and the lighting and the scenic design related to that was incredible. I want you to remember it took six actors to move King Kong around yeah. with ropes. Yeah. And there need to be space. So I just wanna name that.
1: Mm, I love that. That's amazing. Um I want to talk about some other shows that are based in New York. I talked about newsies. Um but I feel like New York is a big backdrop for a lot of shows. Um so I want to reference something like In the Heights has a great set design that kind of stays there the whole time but then can, there's some pieces that move in and out and i really love that set there's like the backdrop of the washington um george washington bridge in the background which is really pretty um so i love that one and then again another lin-manuel i to show recently the new york new york set design mm. which won the tony yeah. this year is, I just went back and looked at pictures from it. It is so gorgeous. It's like one of the most beautiful gorgeous. sets I've ever seen. It's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, and then one of my favorites that I got to see on tour was the Book of Mormon set, which I really mm. love. There's lots going on, lots of backdrops, but also practical sets. Um, there's lots of great lighting stuff in that show. The spooky Mormon hell dreams, like one of my favorite parts of that show. It's so, so good.
0: good.
1: Uh, um, so, yeah, I wanted to reference that. That's that's, that's one of my favorites.
0: I think I named this earlier, but Moulin Rouge, obviously, it has an incredible mm-hmm. set piece. And Derek yeah. McLean is the one who designed that. And I actually have this book on my coffee table. And I'll link to a article that talks about the book. But the book is called Designing Broadway, How Derek mm. McLean and Other Acclaimed Set Designers Create the Visual World of Theatre. And it, ha- I mean, each of his designs has its own page. He did the, the most recent before Encore's design of Merrily We Roll Along in, ni- in 2019. Mm. And that is on there as well. His set pieces are super elaborate. I think he's six-time Tony nominated, two-time Tony winner. Um, wow. And so I just, I think that they're you know, we did talk about minimalism, but there's also this space where there's just elaborate sets. Like, I mean, yeah. you're just like, how could you possibly? And yeah. um yeah, well, I, I, wanna... I yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I want to reference to one of my favorite set designers is David Correns, who has done things like Mrs. Doubtfire, Beetlejuice, which is a big set yeah. design. Beetlejuice
0: is huge.
1: Yeah. Bandstand, Deervin Hansen, Hamilton. Bring it on, um, and then he did *He Lies Love*, which is currently on Broadway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and he's three-time Tony nominated. Not he's not won
0: yet. Okay, um, so it's soon.
1: But, yeah, but soon. And he's he's what I love about him. He's very he's younger, and he's kind of like he uses a lot of different um, interesting things to bring all the sets together. Um, he's also done set designs for the Academy Awards twice um he did oh, wow. this live he did um, crucial lots of different things yeah creative director for a lot of musicians lady gaga bruno mars kanye mm. and oh, wow. um quite a range yeah see lots of different things so mm. love that love set it. designers do everything
0: they do it they do it all yeah so yeah. taylor I want us to name some of the most iconic set pieces or set design or scenic design that we think are just, when we think about Broadway and we think about scenic design, this is it. This is what people might know. This is well, what, I know they what they number know, one is. Know nothing. All right. Tell me.
1: Yeah. Uh, the chandelier from Phantom of the Opera. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would Phantom be? What would that without. show be without the chandelier?
1: Yeah. Without the chandelier and the monkey.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah. It's very crucial.
1: Another I would say iconic Andrew Lloyd Weber set design though would be cats. I think cats I is agree. very iconic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The big tire, like, there's a the big bra, yeah. like there's everything's everything's
1: like big because you're in the cat world.
0: It's and like it, you're it in into that physical seating theater, you know? Like right. it's out, it's not just on the stage.
1: Yeah. It's like you're in the Bugs Life world in Disneyland. Is that what it is? Yes, I and think. And also so. there's all this like ratatouille content right now in Disney World, and there's like the restaurant, like everything's like big. And I, I wanna go so badly. I wanna go. Um, that
0: sounds
1: nice. I know, I know. Ratatouille. cool. Where are you? Um <laughs> But I remember, like, my parents are not cat lovers, period, because they're both allergic. But they they also oh, no. are not big lovers of Cats the Musical. They both saw, like, oh. the original production in London. Like, they both saw it. And But the one thing that they always raved about was, like, the sets were really, really cool. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. It definitely gives you something to look at if you're not interested in the people in Leotard leotards singing at you about jellical things. Yeah. Yeah yeah which we I all think,
1: are when we're on mushrooms,
0: I mean, we all are if you're me. So it's <laughs> yeah, fine.
1: Sure.
0: I think uh, another really famous set piece is something you named earlier, and that's the barricade. yeah, from mm-hmm, I mean, for sure. I think when yeah. people think set design, they think that. they think mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. And, like you said, it also needs to be structurally sound,
1: yes, for sure. I think that's one thing, like <laughs> Hamilton, has a lot of things going for it, but there is not a barricade in Hamilton. Yeah, and I there's think there's no
0: barricade. Yeah,
1: and I would argue the red flag goes along with the barricade. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> my friend's daughter, who played Gavroche, got to do the flag during One Day That's War.
0: Amazing. I know.
1: I was so excited wow. for her. I was like, wow. she
0: she wins twice.
1: Yeah, she does win twice. You right?
0: um, um, I think another yeah. cool set piece that maybe is. I, I mean, it's iconic, but maybe less known is the long table from Rent when they sang mm, love you yeah. I think that's very crucial and because there's dancing on the tables and everything. And I mm-hmm. think that that was, a I think Rent set is very, moves us from big set designs into this thinking of like, what if we were grunge and we're thinking more about minimalist things? Although the story itself lends, lends to that kind of style.
1: In talking about iconic sets, I mean, we two two Julie Taymor musicals, The Lion mm-hmm. King. I Lion mean, King. I think Pride Rock is kind of an iconic, I mean, it's iconic yeah. from the movie, but I think the set also is iconic. But then, how can we not talk about the most iconic show ever to live, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark? <laughs> With all those amazing sets, yes,
0: uh, <laughs> and the uh, flying that might or and, might yeah. not have worked. Oh, geez. Yes. <laughs> And the masks and oh, so, so much happening. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think another one that sticks in my mind in current pop culture is the Hades Town lights and the Hades Town mm. sets. I think it is minimalist, but also steampunk enough. Um, right. the whole show. Right. And so I love the yeah. lights and you see people. Take photos of the lights, and at some point the lights swing, and that's part of the choreography, and it's so great. Sorry to spoil mm-hmm. it, but
1: oh, how dare you!
0: <laughs> I know, but I've it's seen, amazing.
1: I've seen videos.
0: Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we named quite a few. Those are those mm-hmm. are the big ones. I wanted to make sure we named.
1: Yeah. Great. Ah, um. Wow. Sets. Uh, there's a lot going on with sets. I mean, there's. I feel like there's so many. I think the thing. When you're talking about in a podcast, I feel like we had a lot to talk about, which is great. But in yeah, a podcast. I feel like we Indiana, could have talked
0: more, honestly. True,
1: Is that, like, we can't just, like, go oh. through photos and be like, this set, this set. Wait,
0: how? We were going to be so upset if we left this conversation and we did not mention Sunday in the Park with George.
1: True. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Amazing, Amazing set design. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I actually think and I did. And all of Sondheim's
1: shows have great yes. set design.
0: But did I send you the photo of the miniature from the 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 library? I don't think you did. I well, I'll try to. I don't know how I'm gonna attach a photo to sh- the show notes. I'm gonna have to attach it to our social media. So so yeah. sorry. But I'll Swipe. I'll share some of the, Swipe, right? the photos because I think it was so cool. There was a miniature there at mm. the New York um, Public Library, and about and specifically about the. Production with Bernadette Peters, mm. and they're you know they were trying to map out what the set design was going to look like, and they make miniatures, which is often what happens. Yeah. But now this is a digital. Now most of these are digital. True, miniatures. but
1: mi- they still do miniatures in some. I think yes. even and like he likes a lot of lobby. Oh yeah. Whatever. Yeah. A lot they of them can be found in the Museum theater. of
0: Broadway. Yes. yes,
1: the Museum of yes. Broadway. Yes. Yeah. Which one day we'll do an episode in there.
0: So, Literally in there, yeah. as Taylor. Has in said, the lobby. Said. Set up camp at the Broadway They can't stop us.
1: If we pay for a ticket, what are they going to do?
0: So if you know someone who works there, let us know. Hit us up with those connections.
1: Thread at us. I don't know. Thread us. Thread at us. At (laughs) us. That's a bad, that's it, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Rachel, thank you for having this Uh, set design conversation.
0: I hope you all enjoyed
1: this episode.
0: Makes me want to paint a set now. I'm ready. Yeah.
1: Let's go uh, find a local theater and paint some sets like Tom Sawyer.
0: Like Tom Sawyer. <laughs> no, he tricked. Mm. He got out of painting because he tricked someone else. So true. True. All right, Rachel. Let's talk
1: about our character of the week.
0: Let's do it. Ooh, this is ooh, when ooh. the time when I sound like a cheerleader. <laughs> Ready? Um, okay. Okay, let's go. Um, if you're new here, welcome. You survived welcome. a conversation about Broadway scenic design, but True. this is the segment um, that we have. Really wasn't
1: in. too painful.
0: I know. I think you did yeah. well. Everyone, you did yeah. well. A plus. Um, they're like, I crashed my car trying to look up my <laughs> scenic design.
1: Well, I was trying to find um, uh, the chandelier.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, I. This is the segment that we do every week, and it's where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what have we been up to? What are we feeling? And um, then we scour the theater universe and find a theater character that has the same thoughts, feelings, or vibes.
1: That's right. We would also love to hear your thoughts on, listen, all the Broadway buzz happening right now. Titus Burgess heading into the nightclub of Moulin Rouge and (laughs) and uh, all the the new Sondheim musical premiering so exciting we also would love to hear of course your characters of the week so comment on our social media pages tell us who you are this week you may get a shout out on a future episode Rachel would you like to hear my character this week
0: please tell me Taylor who are you
1: Well, this is a big announcement on the podcast. If you made it this far, you get to hear the big announcement, is that Rachel's very excited because she gets to become a new aunt of me. Of me. I don't know. Of you. I'm your aunt now. Yeah, you're my aunt now. Um, Because my wife and I have officially adopted a baby for our lives I don't know what I was gonna say <laughs>
0: for forever
1: yeah for forever Dear Van Hansen, uh, um, Dear Hansen.
0: <laughs>
1: but we're very uh-huh. excited um little baby Reed we're uh, currently finishing up all the paperwork and all these things so because of that I am a character who we've already talked about at the beginning of the show because it's coming to theaters this December and that's right because I'm the one the only jenna from waitress <laughs> and that's yeah. right because she also everything changes when she has a baby and just yeah. like that i everything's gonna change for me so
0: it's so true yeah oh that's so cute yeah Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i love that uh, thank you so good
1: rachel who is your character this week
0: so i'm cheating this week as as one mm-hmm. does i know it um, so I, apparently, I've been waiting my whole life to continue the conversation about sets because I've continued <laughs> to be different pieces of sets yes, uh, many times yes. before, um, mm-hmm. it, as my character of the week. And this week, I am this set uh, <laughs> because I feel like I'm crucial to the story. But mm. why don't they give me a name? Like why don't they give me a name? Why am I not an actor? Why don't Mm -hmm. I get more credit? People are passing through me to get to another world. I'm very important to the story. And that's right. I'm the wardrobe from Narnia.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My brain went to Brigadoon at first, like the bridge from Brigadoon.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) But then you said the wardrobe. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love this.
1: Yeah, lots of mouthballs and
0: Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm very crucial. Without mm-hmm. me, the story yeah. would cease to exist.
1: It's the third thing in the line the witch and the wardrobe. <laughs> so you're you're the title character, really, is what you're saying. It's
0: true, it's yeah.
1: true. Yeah. If you guys would like to join in on our discussion of Broadway set design, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Threads at theater nerd pod and on facebook at theater nerd podcast
0: thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week